The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Fionn Davenport is with me for our new travel series. And Fionn, I mean, wow, we're casting the net fairly far. Day we one, did, yeah. all the way to the Antipodes. It, it feels, yes, absolutely, going to the Antipodes, as I called them for years and years before. <laughs> it's one of those words that you see written yes. down. Yes. I used to think that um, the Pioneer Hospitals were spelt like Pioneer, but without a P. Sure. And I was about, like I was in my 20s <laughs> and I was walking down the road and I yeah, looked up at I and ear and, I, and the penny dropped and I went, oh yeah, that actually wakes, makes way more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, we digress. The Antipodes. So, well, really, it's, um, I mean, I guess there's lots of reasons, is that Australia, after having, well, the second most severe lockdown um, in the world, opened up, well, it's last year now, but, um, and so that trickle of Irish visitors has become much more of a flow. The Obviously, the Australian Open is on at the moment. We've got the Women's World Cup coming up this summer. Other than that, and also my godson, my godson is moving to Australia for two years uh, next week. So I figured, look, the stars have aligned. So well, let's talk funny, about two of my favourite cities. It is funny you mention that, though, because that, that's the context for a lot of people's visits to yes. Australia are the kids have moved out there or yeah. one of the kids are out there. So let's visit them. And because we're going all that way, let's do a bit extra. We'll go for a, a couple of to. weeks or no, no. three weeks. There is no, so the, the short There's no city trip, break. <laughs> no, there's not a city break. So I, although I once, because Lonely Planet's offices used to be in Melbourne. So many, many, many years ago, I went out to Melbourne for five days and needed hospital treatment when I got home because it's a hell of a ways. It's, yeah. it's whatever way you cut it, it's 28 hours to it, get there. Is it door to door? Yeah. And so like, for example, and obviously, uh, you know, obviously Emirates fly there. And if you go, you can you can break it up. You can do a couple of days in Dubai and then yes. move onwards, which is not, which is a very civilised and humane way of mm. treating yourself. Because short of forking out for a business class seat, you are sitting upright in a 31 or 32 inch pitch for, yes. <laughs> for 28 hours. Yeah, I like no, the idea. Great of, movies and great food, but yeah. it's still. still I, it's, I like the idea of a break uh, yeah. in Dubai. So listen, we are, we're not talking about the entirety of the Antipodes or the entire no. of Australia. We're talking, we're focusing on two cities. So two cities, Melbourne and Sydney, so the easternmost cities. Um, and yeah, so start with Melbourne. Now, Melbourne is the self-styled arty capital of Australia. It's uh, it's offbeat. This is the, the reputation it gives itself. And, mm. and to a large extent, it's merited. Melbourne is a beautiful city, Uh like often ignored by Sydney siders who go, Oh, Melbourne now. Oh, why? Because Sydney's so beautiful and okay. Sydney is so and, and and knows it's beautiful and the position of Sydney is so perfect on the harbour with these world famous monuments that garland the the, the mm. aspect. It's photogenic, all right. It's very photogenic. And Melbourne but Melbourne is just as beautiful. It's got the C B D, the Central Business District, which is high rises. And then everywhere else it's just a low rise city that extends outwards into the neighbourhoods and it's these beautiful avenues so it's a little bit of New York because it's got a really extensive grid system but it's also the most European of Australian cities so you've got like um, a little bit of Paris a little bit of Rome in, in terms of and a big ethnic community so a big Greek community so lots of good European food uh, coffee culture 
I mean, if you're precious about coffee, Melbourne's the destination it, for it. It is a huge city, isn't it? I, like lots of people, know some people living in Melbourne and uh, like it's remarkable how big they say it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, they'd, yeah. Have, they'd have friends or relatives and it might take them an hour and a half, two, two hours to get there. Actually, so there's the thing. So I have a friend, I have a friend, Eliza, who's from Melbourne and I was out there one time. She said, oh, yeah, let's go for a drive on a Saturday and six hours later we're driving and she's like, this is normal for, I'm like, what? <laughs> so there is an idea of, yes, that things stretch out yes. for a long time. And it is, it's a very extended city. Um, and I think, obviously, housing crisis and the cost of things is that Melbournians or people who move to Melbourne for work or whatever, they find themselves living further and further away okay. from the centre. But, so the high, so highlights, the Royal Botanic Gardens are, Sydney has beautiful Royal Botanic Gardens, but I think the ones in Melbourne are the best I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah, by a mile. Um I mentioned that Melbourne is a very uh, arty city. It's very okay. offbeat and kind of so. Hosier Lane and oh, Rutledge named Lane. after the musician. Yes, named after Wicklow's favorite son. <laughs> yes, um, so it's Sorry. all about. <laughs> no, People at home, I can hear Hosier. the eye rolls. Maybe Hosier took his name. Oh, possibly, yeah. From a visit to Melbourne. Because Andrew Byrne or something. It's not yes. his name. So where did, well, no, he's Andrew Hosier Byrne. Though. Oh, okay. Well, so then. I think he just took his name from his name. From his name. Um, so anyway, but there's graffiti everywhere. So a lot of street art. So And it is, it's kind of a weird thing to say, yeah, you're going to travel three quarters of the way around the world to go look at graffiti, but it really is spectacular and very well done. Um, if you're a sports fan, and I am, and I know you are, but the MCG... Yeah, what's so special about the MCG? Nothing. Because people people who go to Melbourne, they all go to visit the MCG, yes. not even to see it at a sporting event. It's because it's a it's a crumbling stadium of 100,000 capacity. There's nothing particularly spectacular about the stadium itself other than its imposing size. But... It is kind of built, it, it's at the heart of the Melbourneian experience. So it's, it's for the, the footy. Okay. Uh, so Australian rules is huge in Victoria. Okay. Way more than in Sydney. Right. They're rugby league. Rugby league. Okay. But in Victoria, it's Aussie rules. And that's it. And so whatever team you support um, is, so you the dream of going to the grand final. I've been to see Brazil play a soccer friendly in the MCG. I've also been to the, well, they call it the Boxing Day Test, but the Stevens Day Test. I've been to day two of the Boxing Day Test, so on the 27th of December. Um, That's I've a cricket to, test. Yes, sorry, sorry. That's what I mean, yes. <laughs> I went to see India play Australia. And it was amazing. And just the day out in the MCG is amazing. And I've never been to the tennis. I was in Melbourne when the tennis was on. Oh, But yes. I've never been to see the tennis, but I'd love to do that as well. Yeah. It's a very... So... The point being is that a very sporting city, the MCG as a kind of cultural heartbeat of Melbourne's sporting identity is definitely worth going to see. It's got a really good sports museum. So Australia, which is a country that heralds its cultural credentials very much sport or a big part of that mm. the sports museum in the MCG is really worth a visit what about St Kilda this is this kind of seaside suburb yeah. that lots of, it's the only suburb of Melbourne that I know and I'd wager lots of people at home are the same so the beach in St Kilda is can I say manky it's yeah you can actually say it. it's awful it's, it's okay. not okay no, it's not a nice, but you've got the Victorian changing rooms alongside it. So the, the, what they call the painted ladies or something like that. Anyway, but they're these Victorian era uh, changing rooms made out of wood, all in different colors that are one of those kind of Instagram 
post-worthy yeah. uh, pictures. But St Kilda is just a lovely neighbourhood. It's it's one of several neighbourhoods in Melbourne that people live in. It's residential, but it's also very much to visit. Um, you've got, if you're lucky and if you're there at the right time of the year, you'll see the penguins. It's like, it's not a great place to go sunbathing in or go to the beach in, but it's a great place to go penguin spotting. Actual penguins? Yes, not actual like, penguins. Not no, like no, no, no. you see the penguins in the Phoenix Park. No, no, no. The actual penguins oh, right. in the wild, yes. Wow, in okay. their native habitat. It. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm betraying my ignorance. I didn't realise they came that far north. I guess, yeah. That okay. actually, it's a good point. I never thought of it, but um, you're right. So, all right, okay. If we're saying that beach is manky in St Kilda um, I take it there are nice parts of the coastline and there's lots of like uh, in, in my mind lots of nice outdoor activities yeah, so to engage like in like the rest of Australia it's a very outdoory culture so you can go kayaking on the Yarra River um, a nice way to get around because it's a very flat city is take a bike you know um, you can you can go on you can go stand up paddle boarding oh, have yeah? you been are you a paddle boarder uh, I have stood stand up paddle boarded stood up paddle boarded I, I don't know the past tense See, see, Australia suits you because you're fit and you're in good shape and you run marathons. Well, I went stand-up paddleboarding in Bag and Bun Beach, you know, where Ireland was lost and won. Norman Invasion and all of that, uh, along with Bano Bay back in the day, uh, just this summer. And it was absolutely beautiful. This is so pretentious. But the only time I've ever been supping, as they call it, is in Colombia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. County Wexford was my example. <laughs> Columbia was yours. But you can do it here as well. So on in St Kilda Bay. Um, okay. But but like this is very these are just quick examples of an outdoor culture, uh, big sports culture. Obviously everywhere you go, I mean, particularly now when we start talking about Sydney, I mean this is a city that prides itself on its appearance. Okay. Both in terms of the city and the people who live in it. Best places to stay in and around Melbourne yeah, though before so, we move I mean, on. Just, listen, do, do you know I'll tell you what, if you're looking for cheap places to say Melbourne's Central YHA, the youth hostel is fantastic. Like, really, really good. Um, there is a great... Uh, in Fitzroy, which, like St Kilda, is a residential neighbourhood that is well worth visiting and it's where a lot of Melburnians live. Um, there's an old nunnery um you know, a convent called yeah. the nunnery that uh, is now a lovely little cheap hotel. Um, if you want, like, kind of top end... so Great the opportunity at the end of every night to quote Shakespeare as well. Oh, oh always, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, can you imagine the nights in bars? And they'd love that. If people, people, yeah, no, people, because people, they've never people heard who describe themselves as arty are the type of people <laughs> who appreciate Shakespeare references oh, at gosh. two in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. I'm lost here. Um, so, in terms of food, again, uh, hard to eat badly, well, you could try, but uh, so South Melbourne, Prahan, Prahan rather, really lovely spots to eat. I, I mean, I could name you just um, okay. Now, these are Chin Chin is one of my favorite southeastern Asian restaurants, really, really good. Um, like if you want, okay, the best brunch I've ever had, mm. like brunch, you think brunch is what, okay, what? higher ground in right. Melbourne, best I've ever had, okay, by a mile, all right, just everything is just amazing, uh, yeah, so. Like, there's a free tram zone. If you want to get around, if you're going, you're going to spend some time in Melbourne, all of the central city is covered by free tram. Free okay. is the key word here. Totally free. Yes. And uh, so if you want to extend beyond just using the tram, get yourself a Mickey card, M-Y-K-I. Sorry, don't. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Um, get it as soon as you get in because, one, it's a bit like our Leap card in Dublin. Is, is that like if you're paying individual fares they always work out more expensive you get this card and it gives you a discount to travel all over Alright okay some great advice there as to what to do where to visit things to see places to eat in Melbourne Sydney now So Sydney is st- 
stunningly gorgeous and boy does it know it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I say this with slightly tongue in cheek, as in my, all my friends are from Melbourne, so I'm probably slightly infected with their anti-Sydney prejudices. Okay. But Sydney is a gorgeous... So one of the things that I loved about Sydney is using the long flight and time difference to my advantage. So I, I think maybe the second to last time I was in Sydney, I flew in and a friend of mine picked me up. And the first thing we did is went to Bondi Beach for a swim. Like, literally straight out the airport, go to Bondi Beach for a swim. Now, Bondi is the famous beach. It's in TV and all the rest. But it is absolutely worth going to. And it's the best way to get over that 28-hour flight. Just dive into the ocean, get something to eat then. And, like, honestly, I won't say you feel refreshed in the sense of that you're ready to take on your Australian holiday, but nothing will make you feel better after a long flight. Then you go to bed that night. You do what you do. You go to bed that night, and no matter how hard you try, you will be up at three o'clock in the morning. Okay. It's absolutely inevitable. (laughs) So the thing to do is get up. Don't fight it. Get up. And wherever you are, if you are within reasonable walking distance, walk to Sydney Harbour. Okay. And, yeah, the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. And at sunrise, Kieran, it's it's one of my favourite experiences I've ever had in 40 years of travel. It's one of the most recognisable vistas in the world, it's isn't also, it? It's also, it delivers. You know, it's like you've seen it a million times, you've seen it on TV and you've seen it in the movies. And much like New York doesn't disappoint when you first see, when you stand on one of the avenues and you look down and you go, OK, that's New York. Yes. So Sydney Harbour doesn't disappoint. Um, the Opera House is incredible. Like the tour of the Opera House is well worth doing if you're not even interested in going to see a performance at the Opera House. But the architecture tour of the Opera House is incredible. Um, the I can't remember, is he Danish or... Uh, yeah, Scandinavian anyway, maybe yeah, Swedish. Scandinavian, Danish or Swedish. But the story of how the, the Opera House is built is really interesting. And then walk across Harbour Bridge or you can do um, the, whatchamacallit, the bridge climb. Now... The bridge climb is where you, like strap you in and you climb to the very, very top. Oh, yeah. It's $300 plus. Like it's really, it's right. quite expensive. But if you're, you know, if you have the money and you're kind of into that thing, it is worth it as well. Um, Manly Beach, I, I loved as well. Bondi is great, but it's so busy and it's full yeah. of visitors and tourists and locals. Manly Beach is the second most popular beach. There's a string of beaches along Manly that are well worth it if that's what you're into. Um, I, yeah, but... I, I can't emphasize enough. Use the use the jet lag to your advantage. Okay, it is a great way to see the city as it wakes up, and to see the sunrise over um, the harbor is honestly is one of the most spectacular things you'll ever do. Um, Sydney is full of neighborhoods like Melbourne. Chinatown is my favorite one. Probably, okay. it's got a. I mean, there are lots of great Chinatowns in the world, but this one is particularly nice. It's uh, it's just really really lovely. Okay. Um, sorry, I was going to say um, you mentioned the botanic gardens. and oh, yeah. they've got lovely botanic gardens they here. So, right we're, by we're, the opera house, we're giving the nod to Melbourne. I am Melbourne. See, both of them. The one in Sydney, and because they have the weather, so they like in the summertime. So our winter time, yeah. they'll do films and stuff. Like one of the nicest things to do in both cities is when they have their cinema nights is to get a blanket and a bit of a picnic or a bottle of wine or whatever and you just lay out in the grass they show the film in the Botanic Gardens honest oh, to God it's, it's 
pure civilised I tell you so I mean beyond the obvious I mean is there anything off the beaten track is that the way to describe it that you might recommend to do even in terms of activities because I'd, I'd assume most people going will have things like you know Chinatown and the Opera well, House so and I the didn't, bridge one of the things on I didn't the mention agenda is, I didn't mention museums because there's lots of different museums whether you're into uh, native art yeah. so, uh, or into modern art or you're into history so both Melbourne and Sydney are replete with good museums like really they invest a huge amount of effort and money into making sure that their museums are world class so if you are a culture junkie and that's what you're, you you won't and, and one of the criticisms that Australians generally make of Sydney which I think is, is jealous is that they're very superficial or shallow which I find is nonsense yeah. like they're just as it's a bit like they're the, just as superficial and shallow as everyone else, else in Australia no, but it's a bit it's the same criticisms <laughs> that made of Los Angeles and Los yeah. Angeles then turns around and, and presents like world class museums to go look we're just as cultured as New York well so it is with Sydney and Melbourne Okay. so Sydney is every bit as cultured I mean the jokes are that Sydney is like you know shallow and, and beauty is all it cares about but um, the SCG I love the SCG whereas the MCG is not a particularly beautiful stadium the Sydney Cricket Ground is gorgeous Okay What about places to eat you're not going to have a brunch like you'd get in higher ground in Melbourne but where should you eat Um, Okay so if you wanted like Chinese food Asian food generally is is really worth seeking out in Australia Mr Wong is very good Uh, for modern Australian dining I really liked Esther and now for little bits that you get along the way as you go Bourke Street Bakery okay honestly now Australians make a big deal about bakery and coffee Mm. so baked goods I mean they're so precious that would annoy you right oh that's not a flat white mate (laughs) <laughs> no, no way and you're like shut up just I want a coffee but honestly Bourke Street Bakery okay. is terrific and um, in terms of where to stay uh, look again I mentioned the youth hostel in Melbourne the, the one at Sydney Harbour like right at the yes. harbour amazing okay. And how to get there? Emirates. Emirates fly there. Um, I mean, look, it would be remiss of me. There's lots of ways to get to Australia, but I've flown Emirates a load of times and I, I, I absolutely... You know, it's brilliant. All right. They're super comfortable. And listen, uh, great advice there. We'll get it all up online because I'm conscious there will be people maybe planning trips and they, they might have missed some of the places we mentioned, including the restaurants, places to stay. So we'll get all of this up online as quick as we can. Fionn Davenport, we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.